0: Um, this one is written um, and again a technical trade magazine it's a little bit technical but again I think if you're you know interested in how batteries work and sort of their history of where they've come along and where we're going with them uh, I think it'll be interesting for you and uh, hopefully you find it enlightening so this is written from a trade technical magazine which is called Motor Age and the author is Brandon Steckler he is a uh, tech working technician as well as uh, obviously technical writer, and uh, the guy seems like he's pretty sharp. I enjoy reading his articles, and uh, we go from there. I just I tend to pick the ones that I think would be you know appropriate for the podcast, and hopefully people get something out of it. So, uh, a couple quick commercials before we get started. Uh, again, um, if you want to reach me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail dot com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad Kyle's Motorworks. And again, as usual, if you want to get to the main uh, homepage for this website, it's on podbean.com. Go to uh, Brad Kyle's Motorworks Podcast. Uh, And if you want to, you know, you can certainly scan those pages that are there. Uh, If you want to make a donation or subscribe to the podcast, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Upper right-hand corner of that main webpage is uh, you'll see a link for Become a Patron. Click on that and it allows you to set up if you want to do a subscription or something to that effect. I'd appreciate it. Uh you can do it, you know, once a month, uh you can do it one time and then drop it from there. I'm I'm asking for $5 a month. You can do less, you can do more. Uh every every little bit helps as far as helping to pay for training and and the podcast and so on and so forth. So anyway, here we go. Battery battery analysis and management. Decades ago, the automobile's battery simply provided a voltage source to operate an ignition system, some lighting, and a starter motor. The demands of the electrical system were minimal compared to today's standards. The intricacies of today's automobiles yield a need for newer battery technologies. With these newer technologies come a need for more accurate testing, a safer way of charging, and a requirement to alert the hosting vehicle of a battery replacement. The Batteries of Yesteryear in the early 1900s, some vehicles were first recognized as using a wet cell type battery, known as a flooded lead-acid battery, to provide electrical current for the engine starter motor. The batteries of the recent past, yet still present in many of today's automobiles, are similar in construction, and the technology hasn't changed much. Uh, batteries use a chemical reaction to generate electrical energy six lead plates or cells were arranged within the battery housing and connected in series electrically. As the mass excuse me as the name of the battery design suggests the lead plates were submerged in sulfuric acid otherwise known as electrolyte. In the past maintenance meant maintaining the electrolyte level as the electrolyte tended to evaporate over time. A lack of electrolyte leads to excessive heat buildup. This action or even a really deep discharge did significant harm to the useful life of the battery. During these conditions, lead sulfate would grow on the surface area of these blood plates and create what we call a voltage drop, a process known as sulfation. A battery could be 100% state of charge, yet source voltage would drop significantly under electrical load, like during start motor operation. Regarding the lead-acid battery, its operation depends on a few aspects that can be evaluated through testing. For one, I would refer to it as capacitance. Otherwise stated, it's a battery's ability to store energy. You can think of this as the size of a fuel tank. A fuel tank, a large fuel tank, has more storage capacity. There's, wow, excuse me, okay, A large fuel tank has more more storage capacity than a smaller tank. A battery with more capacitance can store more electrons than one with less capacitance. Another aspect to be evaluated is one from the perspective of internal resistance. The internal resistance influences electrical current flow. The greater the resistance, the less current will flow, and this will affect the operation of both the battery output as well as the ability to take on charge. Charging and discharging This information is inferred by way of conductance test. This test involves measuring voltage and a minimal current to infer the resistive values of the battery. One more perspective is self-discharge. This point of view helps infer mechanical integrity. As a battery begins to uh, fail, its ability to maintain its charge lessens. When it comes to testing these batteries, a handful of test procedures have been at disposal as automobile technicians. Specific gravity testing, using a hydrometer or refractometer. Electrical load testing, carbon pile testing, capacitance testing, specialized handheld device. Source voltage testing, using a DVOM. This is where your um, source voltage comes up. Uh, source voltage testing using a DVOM which means a digital volt ohm meter internal internal resistance, specialized handheld device and conductance testing, specialized handheld device We capitalized on these tests mainly because of how easy they were to implement They infer battery health One of the most immediately telling tests, the electrical load test, is also one of my favorites Typically, the test involves monitoring the battery's ability to maintain above a minimum voltage level while under a measurable electrical load. This frequently involved using a carbon pile load found within many testers out there in the market. One that stands out in my mind was the VAT40 or VAT45. These are snap-on, by the way. This is a very reliable way to evaluate a battery as it is a true load and mimics what the battery will discharge Excuse me, it will mimics what the battery will undergo in a real life situation. It will very easily flush a fault to the surface. Think of it as a stress test. The downside is that these testers are quite expensive and require a tech to, talk, to walk across the shop to te- fetch the tool, as shops typically only own one of them. Although reliable, that's not very efficient, if you ask me. A smaller alternative is to allow the vehicle's starter to be the load. Talk about a real life situation. A technician can either use a DVOM with a min max voltage capture function or even a multi trace lab scope to monitor voltage and current simultaneously while the starter loads the electrical system during cranking. Of course, the scope was very expensive too. However, it can be used for many other situations, making its return on investment quite fruitful and therefore as easier expense to justify. AGM batteries and the technologies they serve. Nowadays, a more modern flooded lead-acid battery is sealed and doesn't require electrolyte replenishment. The technology has gotten a lot better, too. A value-regulated lead-acid battery, otherwise known as an absorbent glass mat, or AGN, is one that still relies on the chemical reaction between the lead plates and the electrolyte to take place. However, rather than flooding the battery with electrolytes, The lead plates are simply wrapped in the absorbent glass mat and the lead plate is held against the electrolyte rather than swimming in it. This accomplishes the same chemical reaction without the need for a bath of the electrolyte. One obvious benefit of not needing that abundance of electrolyte makes the battery ideal for vehicles like motorcycles which spend much of their time on the road off kilter. Another less obvious benefit is the fact that these batteries tend to tolerate a deep cycle without any major degradation of useful life. AGM batteries have more electrical capacity to weight ratio. That means you get more bang for your buck and the battery weighs less. With emission standards getting more stringent each year, the goal of achieving maximum power delivery from the engine with fewer tailpipe emissions and even greater gas mileage is not an easy one. Shedding every ounce of weight is an interest to any automobile manufacturer. However, more of a concern is with the evolution of vehicle technology. Systems like stop-start are definitely an emissions controlled dream come true. The catalytic converter allowed for great control over dangerous pollutants like hydrocarbons, carbon monoxide, and oxides of nitrogen. However, Carbon dioxide, although naturally occurring, is considered a greenhouse gas and to reduce it means shutting off these engines. These frequent heavy loads to be placed on the lead-acid batteries of years past would end their lives swiftly. Again, the AGM batteries are relied upon heavily for support of the start-stop system because their deep cycle capability and smaller size. Some other technologies to consider are the infotainment systems and others which place a significant load on the batteries, especially during key off-system operation. The deep cycle capabilities allow the AGMs to maintain an adequate charge during these long periods of off-key parasitic loads. Some significant differences between the AGM battery and the flooded lead-acid battery were charging strategies and testing procedures. AGMs differ differ from flooded lead-acid batteries in that the charging procedure performed by the technician and charging system strategies performed by the vehicle charging system are significantly different. AGMs are much more sensitive to overcharging and can be easily damaged as a result. Specialized battery chargers must be used to alter the charge rate during a charging cycle. The vehicle's onboard charging system must function similarly. The ECUs that are responsible for operating the charging system monitor for voltage, temperature, and current. The system closely watches characteristics characteristics like state of charge, what's known as SOC, state of health, or what's known as SOH, to infer the state of function, SOF. SOH is similar to the size of a gas tank. As mentioned earlier, whereas s o c is similar to um how the fuel tank how boy is similar to how full the gas tank is that leaves what really matters s o f which will basically take state low far the state how far that fuel gas tank will carry you wow the point I want to make is that how we are go about testing these newer technology batteries is different and accuracy is crucial to longevity. What used to be a simple procedure replacing a battery is more complicated now. The use of a capable scan tool is a must. Post replacement procedures exist to alert the ECU of the new battery in place. The charging system strategy and charge rate change over time and not performing this post-replacement procedure will allow the alternator to cook the new battery and destroy it in relatively short time. New technology breeds new tools. How we go about testing these batteries requires some different tooling to maintain accuracy and ultimately happy customers. These tools are designed for testing not only the AGM batteries but also special charging persistent procedures operation. Many of these tools on the market today are only a few hundred dollars and a lot more reliable than the tools of old, which can cost thousands and are not designed for AGM battery testing. These newer tools, these newer tools are handheld which is a lot more efficient to use than the older, larger testers. Many of these tools have nifty features like a built-in printer for a customer report or to keep shop records. Some of these tools are extremely innovative and cost effective. For instance, the ATEL MaxiBas BT608 applies an advanced exclusive battery analysis algorithm called adaptive conductance. Adaptive adaptive conductance produces a more accurate examination of the battery's cold cranking ability and reserve capacity, which is vital to determining a battery's true health. This is exactly what the vehicles rely on to start the engine, as well as support a system that operates during key-off, no alternator replenishment. It supports the scan tool control feature of registering the new battery to the vehicle so the need for an additional standalone scan tool is eliminated in this case technology is a great thing if we choose to capitalize on it the return on investment is what truly counts so long as the tool does what it's supposed to do being the being able to test a battery with the most accurate algorithms evaluate a charging system print copies of the test result and register a new battery all with a single handheld wireless device is simply amazing to me. Yes, technology is wonderful, especially in the automotive diagnostic repair and service information technology industry. So that's that one. Quite a mouthful. A lot of stuff going on with just a simple battery. Uh, Technology is always changing, so uh, those of us that work on these cars certainly have to keep up. Although no one typically is telling us to, depending upon what state you're in or where you are in the world, there may or may not be any kind of minimum requirement whatsoever. So uh, a lot of times it's strictly voluntary. So, uh, Anyway, I hope you found it uh, uh, informational, and I appreciate you listening. Again, as usual, if you want to get a hold of me, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on podbean.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn, so check that out. And if you have any questions, you know, by all means, again, just uh, give me an email and we'll go from there. You can reach me, uh, excuse me, um, oh, I'm getting tired. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's Memorial Day weekend and I've I've had a busy weekend and I'm just trying to fit this in here. So anyway, uh, I appreciate you listening. I hope you got something out of it. And sorry for my uh, little bit of babbling there. So um, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.